0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. You're listening to Career Crossroads, and if you're new here, welcome, and if you're not new, welcome back. I'm Jonathan Colleton, and this is the podcast where I talk to one person each week about all the pivots that led them to their current career path. Today, however, I am not talking to anyone. Today, it's just you and me, because this is the August 2021 update episode. And if you're wondering what we might be talking about today, here is a bit of a list. And I think this goes to show that I do a lot of presentations at work where I need to have agenda slides at the beginning because I felt like I needed to give you an agenda of what we're going to talk about today. First, I'm going to talk about an update to the show format. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about my current job and then the growth of Career Crossroads and how it's affecting my future plans. And we're going to wrap up by talking a little bit about something a listener emailed me about. Before we get to that, fun fact, the day this episode comes out is my birthday. I'm turning 32 this year, and as you may have gathered from previous episodes, I am not sure what I want to do with my life. But if this podcast has taught me anything, that's okay. Part of the point of this whole podcast is to help people realize that not everyone knows what they're doing all of the time. In fact, lots of the time, people don't really know what they're doing. That's just how life works. Sometimes you just need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So for the main content, let's talk about the update about updates. Now, I did one of these update episodes about two months ago. And it was the first one I had done since I launched the podcast. Every episode up till that point had been just interviews, but I got some really interesting positive feedback after that update episode. And some people told me they want to hear more things like that. They want to hear more just about what's going on in my life, my career, because, you know, I did mention that me trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life was part of the reason why I started this. And so it's very flattering to hear that people want to hear more of that kind of stuff. So I'm going to plan to do these update episodes more regularly, maybe once every month, once every two months, every six weeks. I'm going to play it by ear a bit. I don't really know that there's going to be consistency with those. I'm sure that will all be revealed with time as I continue on and do them. But I can say with some certainty there will be another episode about a month from now because the week of September 6th will be the one-year anniversary of Career Crossroads. And... It's going to be time to celebrate a little bit, so hopefully I'll be able to share some interesting updates with you at that time. Uh, I'm going to share some stats on some of where the various listeners come from, because I I remember doing that really early on. In one of the first episodes, I was all jacked up about where all these people were listening from, and uh, I'm a stats guy. I love that kind of stuff. I've always had this obsession with hockey stats, knowing players, goal totals, point totals, things like that. Uh, Not that I'm any sort of encyclopedia, I don't actually remember the totals, but I just like looking them up. So I'm going to share some stats with you on a podcast listenership. I think that'll be fun. Now let's talk about my current job. In the last update episode, I mentioned that I had got a new job and I'm still working at the University of Toronto Scarborough, but I switched over from student life into student housing and residence life. And in particular, I work on residence life programming. My job title is residence life program coordinator. So I was only a week into that job when I did the last update episode and all I could say was that it was going great but I couldn't really get into any specifics of what I was doing in that job because frankly a week in what do you really know about a job that you're doing right? So now that I am two months into that job I can give some more specifics about what I'm working on. There's definitely a component of the job that is try to make residence fun for the students that live there. We want them to have a good experience so that they will leave here with fond memories of their time living in residence. And that's one of the things that it's sort of a skill set of mine. And I definitely know it was one of the reasons why I was brought in to do this type of job. So it's been great because I just get to plan all these fun activities for students, or at least get really creative with my brainstorming and the ideas I get to come up with, and then I can float those ideas by our student staff, and they get to pick and choose which ones they want to do, and I just, I sort of help facilitate the process of those things happening in residence, which is great. Fun for me, fun for students, kind of an all-win scenario. Some of the other stuff I'm working on, though, is our curriculum development, which is This will be an interesting story for those of you who have a thing at work that you think you hate, but you have to do it. Curriculum development, the concept basically is that every aspect of the university experience should be somewhat pointed. There should be a reason why you are having that kind of experience. Think about the classes you might have taken. You have a syllabus, often it's called, which is kind of the list of everything you're going to go over, over the course of the term in that course. And that's created so that there is a a framework for the learning that you will get out of that course. And there are very specific things that the faculty expect you to be able to understand at the end of completing everything in that course, at the end of that syllabus. Student affairs has started to trend that way as well, where we want to provide extra learning opportunities outside of the typical classroom experiences for students. And so in the things that we are offering to students, we want to have a learning framework. And we call that our curriculum. In my last job, I was part of the curriculum development group. And I joined that group because I sort of saw this as, well, this is the future. Curriculum is going to be part of what we do. And I don't like this, so I better get on board pretty quick. So I thought if I joined the curriculum group, it would help me learn and understand the value of a curriculum in a student life type role. And it would just help me get better at creating it because it's part of the future, whether I like it or not. Well, funny story. I thought I didn't like it. Turns out I actually enjoy it. And I realized that more so when I started this job and we were creating a brand new curriculum for residence life. And I can't really pinpoint why, but it's just something that I sort of, I sort of get it. And it is now something I wouldn't necessarily say it's a strength of mine, but it is something that I couldn't do a year and a half ago. I didn't want to do a year and a half ago. And here we are now. And I told my old boss a while ago, I was like, I think I love curriculum development. So, you know, we uh, adapt and change over time. Things you don't like become things you like or maybe are good at. And, uh, Yeah, I just wanted to share that because I'm sure that there are other people out there who are thinking like, I hate this thing, but I have to do it. Well, maybe you'll like it one day. I mean, that's what happened with me and curriculum. So, yeah, that's been a big part of what I've been working on over the last couple months in the new role, as well as residence advisor training. So some schools would call them residence dons. We call them residence advisors. These are the senior students who live in residence, who sort of oversee the building, make sure everyone's having a safe experience in residence. They deal with some of the issues that might pop up. And we have 24 people on that team at the university I work at. And there are three of us who are staff that kind of oversee that team. I'm more on the programming side of that and less on the crisis management side. But I am part of that team, so I am helping out with creating the training for them. I'm doing their their programming training. I'm training them on the new curriculum we're developing. So that's been a big part as well of what I've been doing over the last two months. And that sort of takes me back to a job I had over five years ago where I did something very similar to this. So it's been kind of nice to jump into a thing that I know... I can do because I have experience in it from many years ago, but it it's still new in some ways too, because I'm doing it at a different place with different people, for different people. So all this stuff I've talked about so far, very positive, but now I want to talk about the one less than positive thing that I'm dealing with in this new job, which is residence orientation planning. Now I am off this week, I'm on vacation, and... That is my last chance to really take vacation before we get busy. But it's good because I sort of needed some time off right here because planning orientation for students who are going to move into residence in September at this point in time, early August 2021, is not the easiest experience out there. And that's because in Ontario, where I live, our COVID numbers have really plateaued. They've, it's not gone. It's still here. And because of that, things haven't fully opened up, not entirely. And the university is being kind of cautious about this, which I totally understand. But it also makes planning for 700-odd students moving into residence kind of difficult. So we've worked through three different versions of a plan for orientation. And it is, I don't know, not heartbreaking, but like, It's difficult. Every time I realize I have to scrap one plan we've come up with and come up with another one. But the positive out of this is I've been able to identify this new pattern of emotion that I'm dealing with. So here it is. You think things will get easier and then you get let down when they don't go the way that you thought they would. But then you accept that as your new reality and you get over it and it's not really a big deal anymore but it does definitely take time to work through that process. So I've come to the point where I've accepted that I am doing the best that I can given the circumstances. And there are certain factors that are out of my control. And there's also that element of, I'm sure you've heard the, the story of, you know, if you're playing a piano at a concert and you miss a key, you're the only one who's ever going to know people in the audience won't know you missed a key. Well, it's kind of like that for our orientation plans, whatever we provide is all students are going to know. So I can be disappointed if things don't work out the way I hope they would. But the students, they don't know what what didn't happen. They don't know what they missed out on that we were trying for. So all in all, things are going to be okay. Pointing that out just in case anyone else is sort of going through something similar like that, where you're sort of, stuck with this box and you have to plan within this box, but planning within the box can be difficult. Well, accept that that is the box you have to plan within and just do the best you can given the circumstances. So summing up overall, work is good. I really like the new job and, uh, and that's all the updates I can provide today. So let's move on and talk about podcast growth. Cause this is one of the things I'm really excited to talk about today. Let me first start by pointing out that this podcast has a niche. I am not a famous comedian that people want to hear from. I am not some millionaire entrepreneur that can provide tons of advice about how to get rich quick. And and those are some of the podcasts that do really well. Those are the ones that have a huge audience. There is a large group of people that want to listen to that. So given that, I need to look at some pretty specific areas to find people who want to listen to a podcast like this. And I think I found an interesting opportunity. This is a storytelling podcast in many ways. So I'm going to go back to January of this year and tell you a story that sort of, it's not going to end until January next year, but I'll tell you where we're at in the story right now. So in January of 2021, I reached out to a bunch of different websites, websites that had articles like top 10 career podcasts or, you know, top 15 career podcasts, things like that. I found a number of them and I found contact info for, I think, six of them. And I emailed six editors and I said, hey, if you're planning on updating this list for 2021, because they were all lists from 2019, 2020, I said, if you're planning on updating this list, here is a newer podcast. I'd only been around for about four months at that point in time, but I would encourage you to consider this podcast as something to add to your list. Just give it a try. See if you think it has value to the people who are going to read your list. Two of those six websites got back to me. One of them said, we're not currently thinking about making a new list right now, but we'll keep you in mind for the future. So that's great. At least I got a response. Another website got back to me and said, we're not doing a new list right now, but we do accept guest blogs. And would you be interested in writing a guest blog about your experience with your podcast? And I said, absolutely. Like, what am I am I going to turn that down? No way. What a great opportunity. So... In March of this year, I had an article come out on a website called CareerWise, which is geared towards career development practitioners, career counselors, career coaches, things like that. And in the article, I focused on three of the people I've interviewed and the lessons that I learned from each of them. And I made sure they were very different lessons from those three people. That article led to a few people from a couple different universities reaching out to me, which was awesome. And so I started to think, well, maybe that's the market. I look at getting in touch with university career centers to try and get this podcast into the ears of their students. I mean, I work at a university, and part of the reason I started this was because of the students I work with. So it made a lot of sense at the time. Now, I'm a person who likes to gather information. I need info to make decisions. So I thought, okay, before I do anything and start reaching out to universities, let me just follow along with what type of content comes out of CareerWise wise And I got on their mailing list and I started paying attention to all their social media accounts. And I found out that the larger body that runs CareerWise is called the CERIC. And they run a big conference every year called Conexus. And Conexus is, according to their website, Canada's largest conference focused on career and workforce development. And I think they had something like 800 people in attendance last year, maybe the year prior. So it's a big conference. I saw that Connexus was accepting proposals for people to present at their conference this year, which is going to be a hybrid, some online, some in person, and it's in January 2021. So, a couple months ago, I put in a proposal to talk about the importance of sharing the stories of career pivots with people to help them realize that your career might not just take one linear path. And I didn't really have high hopes about this. I thought, I'm not someone who works professionally in the career development field, so I'm not sure if they're going to think this is very sales pitchy, and I just didn't know if it was something that would be interested to them. But I was very happy to get an email last month accepting me as a presenter for the Conexus 2022 conference. One of the really great things is that a few days before I got the email accepting me as a presenter, I sort of just had inspiration strike one day and I started coming up with or filling out the outline of what I might talk about at this presentation if I was accepted. And I think that's because I realize I've been realizing more and more that I would love to be able to talk to students about this podcast and about the stories of the people I've interviewed and kind of what I've learned from them and and I, I think those lessons are really transferable to, what students are dealing with when they are going through a point in their lives where they're trying to figure out what they want to do for the rest of their lives helping them understand that you don't have to know all of that right now i think there is a lot of value in that so now that i'm going to be presenting at this conference in january i've really started to fill out what this presentation is going to look like and it's really got me thinking about the direction i want to head in and i i think that if the presentation goes well, if it is valuable content, as seen by all these career counselors and coaches who are at this conference, that's a direction I want to head in. I want to get into high schools and universities and talk to students to ease their concerns and fears about what their future is going to be like. So I'm doing one of the virtual presentations for this conference, which means I have to record it in advance. So at the bare minimum, I will have this great 45-minute demo tape of all of the things I have learned from this podcast. I'll really be able to put them together. And maybe I can release the audio of that as a special episode of the podcast or something like that. So that could be an interesting opportunity I just thought of while I'm saying it out loud and recording this. So yeah, excited, obviously. But that is not the only thing I'm excited about when it comes to podcast growth. So I want to tell you about a recent podcast that I was asked to be a guest on. Do you remember Jason Yap, who was the person I interviewed back in episode 37, started dancing when he was 16 years old, then he went to school for psychology, but ultimately decided to pursue dance, and now he's a professional dancer in Slovakia. It was a great interview, highly recommended if you haven't listened to it yet. And Jason has a podcast called The Background Dancer, which is an educational podcast that covers all things dance-related, and he's recently expanded into theming certain months of his podcast and covering a different topic from a bunch of different angles. Last month, he did technology and dance, and he had an interview with someone about augmented reality and dance, a topic I had never probably thought about in my entire life until I heard his episode about it, so he's doing some really interesting stuff on this podcast. About a month ago, Jason asked me to come on his podcast and talk about career development, and... We recorded that and talked quite a bit about my career and some of the important elements to consider when choosing a career, and what I've learned from the creation and development of Career Crossroads. It was a super enjoyable experience to be on this podcast, and if you like this podcast, you might enjoy that as well, so I highly recommend you give that a listen. My interview on The Background Dancer is going to come out about five days after this episode is released, so... Follow the Career Crossroads social media accounts and I'll post about it when it's out. And if you're listening to this after August 9th, 2021, I'll post the link to that interview in the show notes for this episode, so it'll be easy for you to find. Now let's move on to listener emails or text messages in this case, because I got a text message a few days ago from Brendan, a friend of mine who I actually interviewed way back in episode seven of the podcast, and Brendan was listening to one of my recent episodes, where I talked to someone about whether they were looking for a job or a career, and that's something I've talked about with a few different people, and it's a a concept that I've sort of explained as one or the other, but Brendan brought up the idea that there is a third option entirely, and that third option is vocation. Now, in case vocation is a totally foreign concept to you, here is the Merriam-Webster definition of vocation. Quote, a summons or strong inclination to a particular state or course of action, especially a divine calling to the religious life, end quote. If you listen to Brandon's interview, then you'll know it's very appropriate that he's the one to bring this up, as he is someone who, after many, many years in two different careers, decided to go and become a priest in the Anglican Church. And as a slight update on where he's at in his career path, he is wrapping up his last summer as a student priest. And I believe he's got a couple more courses left, but then he becomes a a full-fledged priest in the Anglican church. So it's very apt that Brendan's the one to bring up vocation. Having heard that from Brendan, I realized that I probably should pay a little more attention during my interviews to see if people are maybe talking about something that is a vocation and not just a career. Something where they feel they are drawn to it in some way beyond just this is a good option for me. It's something I'm interested in. If they feel it is something they need to do then I'm going to try and highlight that a little more. Brendan's text message got me thinking that there may be other people out there who have thoughts about things maybe I'm not honing in on as I should in some of our interviews or just ideas you want me to talk about a little bit in update episodes like this, or even after some of the other interviews. I can also add in some new content there. So let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And whatever ideas you have might influence the future direction of this podcast. That brings us to the end of the August update episode of Career Crossroads. So the last thing I want to remind you to do is check out the show notes for links to my and the podcast social media accounts, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. There are a bunch of them in there. All the show notes are at careercrossroadspodcast.com. And if you've never been on any of those social media accounts, on there I post updates when each new episode comes out, quotes from the episodes, audiograms. And that's also where I'll post about things like the release of my interview on the background dancer. If I don't see you on social media, I will be back next week with a new interview on Career Crossroads.